The air has fallen into a crisp autumn cool that collects your breath in a cloud before you. Leaves have changed into fiery tones that spark the desire in us to bundle up with a scarf, a jacket, maybe some gloves, and sip on something hot that keeps our fingers warm and tickles our noses with its steam. Coffee shops fill up with people like us. This is a beautiful time of year, and we love it. Fall decor spills onto porches and store windows, reminding everyone our favorite holidays are coming up. One holiday in particular has our full attention right now. Ghosts dancing on the low-hanging branches of your neighbor's yard might make you smile. And the skeleton holding a jack-o'-lantern on that dimly lit porch might make you feel a little anxious and excited. Halloween is just around the corner, and we're in the mood for some spooky stories to listen to. So snuggle up, safe and tight. Grab a friend's hand and listen closely. We're about to dive into some spooky ghost stories about our hometown and the darker side of its history. Everything you're about to hear is based on history of public record and personal testimonies from Joplin residents just like you. In a previous episode of The Haunted Toad about the Connor Hotel, we heard from a Joplin librarian who shared some haunting experiences she had while working in the old library downtown. She wasn't the only one who experienced anything eerily unnerving down there. Another young woman recently shared her experience as a child when her mother was a librarian there as well. Before we listen to her testimony, if you haven't heard it yet, please listen to the Haunted Toad episode about the Connor Hotel. You will learn the interesting history that might give you some context for the feelings described in this next clip. Have you listened to it yet? Well then, you were warned. Here it is. As the child of a librarian, it goes without saying that I spent hours upon hours reading the days away. I was able to go to work with my mother, who worked at the reference desk of the Joplin Public Library. As long as I didn't cause trouble, I stayed in the children's area and didn't wander off with any strangers. I was a good kid. I never strayed out of the kids' area other than to go look in the post library. It was filled with gorgeous antiques, something I had grown up around and could truly appreciate and stare at them for hours and find new details. There were very few occasions that I would actually go into the stacks where the nonfiction and fiction books were held for the adults, mostly because there was nothing there that would interest me, but also because it was such an uneasy feeling there. I remember walking towards the south side of the building, towards the back of the stacks. I watched as the letters of author, last names, and Dewey Decimal letters passed by me, each one signaling where in the world of written tomes I was located. I remember being at the very last aisle, standing in between a tall bookshelf and the wall. It wasn't particularly cramped, but it was heavy. Standing there, I remember feeling an enormous weight like I was shrouded and surrounded in a hug that I didn't want, like a cloak had been draped over me. The overwhelming feeling to run would come over me. I couldn't explain why. It wasn't dark. The fluorescent lights lit the area, but I had the heavy weight of a presence around me, like it kept the area from being fully illuminated. It wasn't until I heard the story of the Connor Hotel, the hotel that had collapsed in the same spot that the library was built upon, 
that I actually began to believe that my experiences were real and I wasn't crazy. Whether the feeling was caused by a spirit or residual haunting of the building falling down and laying on top of me has yet to be answered. If you recall, the other librarian from our previous episode had experienced something in the same area of the library. To hear more, including an audio recording from the Paranormal Science Lab during an active investigation, find the link to the previous episode in the transcript to this one, or go to joplintoad.com backslash hauntedjoplin. In this episode of The Haunted Toad, we will explore another part of Joplin, only a few blocks down from the old library building. Murfreesburg is one of the prettiest sections of Joplin. The houses are all distinctly different from one another, and each of their owners' history has a prominent presence all over town. You would probably recognize the names of the people who built these homes because they are also the names of the streets and parks here. These are the names of the men who made it possible for Joplin to grow and thrive in its zenith, Boomtown Days. Joplin has gone to great lengths to preserve the older residences of this area. And while some have plaques on their lots to commemorate their historical presence, there are also some older houses with a history we might have forgotten, but they very much still cling to. He lived in Old Murfreesburg in a nice house that had been standing on South Sargent Avenue for around a century. Although, at the time of telling this story, he had forgotten the year in which it was built. The old house had been updated with modern features on the outside, Yet there remain some fascinating and mysterious details of the interior that were unique in comparison to the places he had lived before. They loved to entertain and walk their guests through the odd layout of their home, explaining the presence of some strange knickknacks that had come with the house, like a red clay statue at the bottom of the stairwell, a bundle of long feathers and a short vase on the mantel, a single crystal hanging from the light fixture in the living room, and a lace doily hanging between the panes of the center dining room window. They thought it was fun to think up reasons those items might have been left there. Perhaps the grisly sculpted statue of the Native American warrior at the bottom of the steps was simply too heavy to move. Or it was left there to scare off nosy solicitors who might peek in their front windows. God knows they've had a few uninvited knocks at the door they pretended not to hear. There wasn't any reason to pay special attention to them, until one night, when the kids were back in town for the holidays. The next morning, during breakfast, the youngest of the family opened up about a dream they had that night. It felt so real. I thought I was awake when I saw him. The others chimed in with similar dreams until everyone sat there in silence, staring at one another. Had they all had the same dream? A lean and muscular-looking shadow walked through the hallways almost silently, checking each room of the house with what looked like a spear in one hand. They had all seen him and assumed it was a dream because the shadow took the shape and demeanor of the statue, but couldn't possibly have been real. They went on with holiday traditions that day, trying not to acknowledge the figure that usually remained still at the bottom of the steps. But that evening, when they went to bed, they had difficulty sleeping. Every creak in the house seemed louder and more suspicious. Each troubled sleeper wondered if the native spirit would continue his rounds that evening. In the morning, 
No one could report seeing anything unusual, but they had all watched their step a little more carefully at the bottom of the stairs on their way down, and were more curious about the purpose of the other seemingly harmless items left in the house. Some conclusions were made, and perhaps more mysteries were uncovered. In fact, there are more ghost stories of Murfreesburg to be explored, but they will have to wait for a future episode of The Haunted Toad. For now, consider your own thoughts on these stories. Do you think the young woman in the library felt the residual pressure from the falling Connor Hotel of decades past? Or was there a spirit there causing discomfort and confusion? Have you ever felt anything like that? How about the dream on Sargent Avenue? Was it just a baffling coincidence that they all happened to have the same one? Or was there something special about that statue? What do you think? We may never know for certain, but the questions can keep us up all night. So wrap yourself in your favorite blanket tonight and make sure your door is closed. You wouldn't want the shadow of Sergeant House checking in on your room.